Peeking behind the scenes, this is the cast from Buxton Opera House. Hello and welcome back to our second episode of the cast from Buxton Opera House. This episode we will be joined by Paul Kerrison who is not only our chief executive but also is a renowned director. He has a wealth of experience behind him and has made some serious contributions to theatre which we covered in the last episode uh, which if you have missed please do go back and listen to the previous episode where Paul talks about how he got into theatre and Buxton Opera House. To find out all the latest news from the shows and to join our mailing list check out buxtonoperahouse.org.uk I think considering your previous work Paul which includes Sweeney Todd, Follies, Merrily We Roll Along, Into the Woods, just to name just a few of the productions you've been involved in. I think we can say that you're a fan of Sondheim. Um, what is it about Sondheim that you find so appealing? Indeed, I think um, I sort of have been involved in lots of musicals before I first discovered my enjoyment of the works of Stephen Sondheim and straight away it was caused by appearing in a production of Merrily We Roll Along uh, in Manchester and just to hear the witty lyrics, how Stephen Sondheim weaves the music and the lyrics and always works with a fabulous book writer. These are the three ingredients that make great musicals. It's taken a while for the public to take Stephen Sondheim into their hearts, but they do now. And you you can't even believe that when Sweeney Todd first came out, it was badly received by the press because it's a work of genius. So working and directing shows that are written by somebody that is so good at his craft makes the director's job easier. It's a joy for me to direct and clearly it's a thrill for the actors to be in a Stephen Sondheim which is full of so much wit and cleverness and also Stephen Sondheim writes very perfectly about human emotions people identify with characters very easily it's all powerful stuff and to share that thrill with an audience is why I enjoy Sondheim. So you've told us about the first production you were in of Stephen Sondheim. So what was the first production you actually saw? Probably, and I was just out of school, Helen, was the West End production of A Little Night Music. And at the time, of course, it was so different than any other musical I'd seen. But again, it was sublimely funny, smooth and and full of numbers and songs that, in fact, uh, were, to me, extremely memorable. So it was a little night music that opened the door. That's the first show I ever saw when I probably didn't know who Stephen Sondheim was before then. Well, that's very timely as uh, we're moving towards reopening with you directing a little night music here at Buxton Opera House. Is that that feeling that you had when you first saw it, is that something that you're kind of trying to recreate and bring to this production? Partly, but when you direct a production, you don't want to repeat something that somebody's already done. And it is very difficult to repeat because you're bringing a whole set of 
actors to the stage that presumably weren't in the original production that I saw in the West End. So they will bring their own spin to it. And the way you stage it as well, uh, we we are staging A Little Night Music with a very fluid, abstract design. That's the sort of designs I love the best rather than a realistic setting. So the challenge is to make it your own production. I believe you had the pleasure of meeting and working with Stephen Sondheim. What was he like? I, I directed... A couple of productions in Manchester and when I got the job of going to the Leicester Haymarket I wanted to include a Sondheim in my first season and the show that I'd already performed in was Merrily We Roll Along and so I asked for the rights. Now I didn't know at the time that Stephen Sondheim and the book writer George Firth had rewritten the show and because America had not taken this particular show to their hearts when it opened. It was a complete disaster on Broadway. They were very keen to perhaps try this new version out in the UK. I'd just got this beautiful theatre called the Leicester Hay Market, which was a large-scale venue. Um, I'd worked for Cameron McIntosh in Godspell. Cameron very kindly said he would pay for a full orchestra for Merrily, the original orchestration. All this created an excitement that both George Firth and Stephen Sondheim decided that they would like to come across to Leicester for the entire rehearsal period to make sure their rewrites worked. Now, that sounds very exciting, but at the time it was a ginormous pressure on me to have the great Stephen Sondheim and George Firth in the room all day long but after we'd sort of um, worked each other out because he does tell it like it is but equally I think I suddenly realised very quickly on that Stephen Sondheim likes a collaboration he doesn't want a yes person he wants a dialogue about whether things work or not so I was able to step up to the plate and every night we used to go back to the hotel he would do rewrites, it was very exciting, and we'd bring these rewrites into the rehearsal room the next day, so the cast had to be on their toes, trying different things out. And to cut a long story short, because that was a pleasurable but pressurised four weeks, the show opened to just fantastic reviews, and uh, it couldn't have been better. And it was a delight to see Stephen Sondheim and I can say confidently, very pleased with the outcome. He was going to leave after the first performance, but he decided to stay to the press night, which is always a good sign. <laughs> I mean, talking about collaborations, this production of A Little Night Music is obviously in collaboration with Buxton International Festival. How has that kind of come about, that collaboration? Well, the International Festival, of course, were responsible for refurbishing and reopening the Opera House after its tenure as a cinema in 1979. Since then, of course, the High Peak Theatre Trust has successfully turned the Opera House into an all-year operation. But the two organisations have jogged along. The theatre produces its hugely eclectic work all the way through the year and the festival come in every July. And it just seemed to me, after coming here five years ago, that it was a natural, or should be, a natural collaboration. And I suppose because I direct, finding the right thing to join forces on, and Sondheim kind of covers that, 
it's not like we're doing the Rocky Horror Show with the International Opera Festival. <laughs> so a little night music seemed to fit the bill. And this is our first collaboration. And so fingers crossed it goes well. How do you think this collaboration is going to make that production just that little bit more special for audiences? Well, of course, for me, it's the joy of seeing two audiences come together. So the festival have their very loyal audience that goes to all their operas. Uh, This will be a slight change for them, of course. Uh, But we've built up at the Opera House over many years uh, an audience for musicals. So I think the idea is that there's a marvellous crossover of people enjoying something together that is part of the International Opera Festival, but it's co-produced by the Opera House itself. I'm thinking about audiences. A Little Night Music was published in 1973, um, and it was inspired by the 1955 film Smiles of Summer. How do you think uh, A Little Night Music continues to resonate with a modern audience? I think it's because, what I touched on before, the human relationships in A Little Night Music. I mean, it is a very funny show. It's an extremely viciously funny show. The show starts with a grandmother chatting with her granddaughter and they're chatting about the generation in between that are creating havoc with everybody and themselves. So it's a familiar concept that uh, the younger generation and the older generation observe the chaos caused by middle-aged angst and relationships. And of course, this show, I think, resonates with an audience because they can probably see themselves operating at some level within the show itself. So obviously, unfortunately, we've had COVID in the middle of this and you said you were starting rehearsals for this soon. What kind of challenges have you faced with the last year that we've had in bringing this production about? The challenges are probably just about to start because just before COVID, we, we, we had started creating the design, some of the casting. So we've just put it all quickly back on the table now that we're allowed to reopen fingers crossed Uh, but the the challenges will come in rehearsals because we're still having to abide by covid uh, regulations and sensitivities so we have to be careful look after the cast we can't have anybody going ill because that would threaten the viability of the show if somebody is off isolating so there are huge risks so we've got to be so careful we've got to make sure the cast are safe that they rehearse in a safe way and perhaps the more intimate moments will be thrown in right at the last minute when we're permitted to do so and safe to do so so the rehearsal period is going to be the big challenge what do you think is going to be the most rewarding part of this production for you certainly there's never any reward for any director until the opening night where everything goes well and everything flies in right people say their lines correctly the singing is flawless all the stage moves and the scenery moves the orchestra plays correctly and the audience love it that's when i will say that's a success and i can relax you you indeed (laughs) So for somebody that's never seen a little night music before, what is it really that, you know, they're going to take away from that and how are they going to feel when they've seen it? What is it for you that kind of just lifts the soul really about it? I think humour is a very big thing because humour in watching a musical is very important, the weapon of humour. And 
A Little Night Music is highly witty. It's highly amusing. Somebody called it whipped cream with knives. And that's that's a, a very good description of the entire evening. But apart from that, it is a musical. It's full of fabulous songs. I mean, Sending the Clowns is perhaps the famous one. But uh, it's packed with other hits. What's your favourite? I think my favourite is the end of Act One because it's a typical Sondheim number which starts off with basically two people having a conversation going for a weekend in the country and then Sondheim builds all the characters. They're all going for different reasons. We sort of visit all their different reasons for going. They're all not together in one space uh, but we tip into their heads and by the end everybody's singing together at full force and it's just one of those brilliant what you call act one finales so for me that is just almost a play and a work of art in itself and it's called a weekend in the country oh that's one to look out for then for our audiences how do you think you're going to feel other than relief when it's finally on stage and we're open from the 8th of july um, and we're there and we've got the audiences in. That night will be very special because that's the first performance after a long, long time. And then, of course, the Opera Festival runs a little night music in repertoire with the other performances. So it'll be my job to make sure every performance lives up to the first night, if not better. You often find that uh, things get better as they go along. So the last moment of relief will be at the final curtain on, I think, July the 24th and then it'll be finished. Oh, that's kind of... On to the next. It's going to be sad, though, in a way, I think. It will be sad. Sometimes you never know with shows. I put on Hairspray in 2014 for four weeks in Leicester, and it's still going around the country. I'm not sure that will happen to a little night music, uh, but you never know. Uh, And often, if you have a big success, uh, a producer can sometimes come along and give it another life. That would be marvellous. I'd like to thank Chief Executive and Director Extraordinaire Mr Paul Kerrison for joining us this month. Don't forget to get your tickets for his new production, A Little Night Music, which is here at Buxton Opera House from the 8th to the 24th of July 2021. Tickets are selling fast, so make sure you don't miss out and head over to our website www.buxtonoperahouse.org to grab your tickets for this production now. The cast from Buxton Opera House, only when you work in theatre. I was struggling to think of my funny experience working in the theatre, but I think the top one has got to be when we had some Mothers Do Have Them coming here with Joe Pasquale. And we were trying to think of a few different ways to do the marketing, and the production company had sent us over a couple of Frank Spencer coats and berets. Uh, you can see where I'm going with this one, um, which of course me and my colleague Lucy ended up wearing around the pavilion gardens. If you're not familiar with Buxton, it's a bit of a green space, a park next to the opera house, which is very beautiful and it is complete with a miniature railway for the kids or the marketing kids in this case. So there we were, me and Lucy in a Frank Sprencher trench coat on a miniature steam train with a lovely photographer documenting the whole thing, all for a bit of a push on social media. And it was kind of at that moment that I realised 
I'm working in a theatre and this is just a bit different from a, an office job. Uh, you know, this this seems quite normal to everybody else, but um, before working in a theatre, I just wouldn't have even thought that this would be part of my day. I think we still have got photographic evidence of it, so uh, I'll have a look for that and possibly put it in the show notes if I'm feeling brave. I am joined by Kerry Alsop, who is our new Deputy Learning and Engagement Manager. So, Kerry, we're obviously finding out the funny stories of uh, what's been happening to our staff and what they've had to do while they're working in theatre. So, what is the funniest thing that you've ever had to do or has happened to you while you're working in theatre? Although I am starting as the new learning uh, Deputy Learning and Engagement Manager, I have actually been working at the Opera House since 2013 now so over the years marketing have many times been able to persuade me to dress up in various costumes to help with their promotional activities i think the first one i can remember is dressing up as mr potato head from peppa pig and it took two members of the box office to help me get into this costume which consisted of a pair of lovely yellow tights attached to some wooden feet Um, this giant potato that then got put over me and a massive sombrero which I could just about see through and then I got walked up and down the promenade as we handed out leaflets and apparently being dressed as a potato means that small children can attack you and I had one boy hitting me repeatedly with a blow-up hammer and all I could hear was a parent going stop hitting the potato other than that I've also been an elf I've been Darth Vader. I have been a pantomime cow, the front end, I'll add. <laughs> and I have also been um, an ugly sister. That was uh, for our last pantomime. We hadn't cast the other ugly sister yet, so I ended up being um, the ugly sister with James Holmes, our pantomime dame, and had to dress up in full panto dame outfit, makeup and a giant blue wig with feathers sticking out so just another day in the office you look lovely in that wig there is and and we have got photo evidence of that so uh, if you're happy i'll add that in the show notes for our audience to see go for it everyone's <laughs> seeing it go for it well that's it for this time we'll be here next month with some more news interviews and behind the scenes info at buxton opera house make sure you either hit the subscribe button or follow us so you don't ever miss an episode i'll see you next month for more from the cast at buxton opera house that was the cast from buxton opera house please follow and subscribe on your podcast app so you never miss an episode